Your style is unorthodox, but effective. It is not the art, but the combat that you enjoy. Man, you come right out of a comic book. You are now listening to Black Comics Chat. Black 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 Comics Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Black Comics Chat. Shannon, CG, Lauren, and Mel form the Nerds of Prey, a group of ladies bonded by comics, gaming, film, television, and fandom culture. Hang out with them bi-weekly as they dig into the very things that make them loud and proud nerds. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Also, check out their Patreon at patreon.com backslash nerds of prey. Hi, this is Anthony Rutgazer. I'm the writer of The First Hero and Heroes of Homeroom C, and you are listening to Black Comics Chat. Hello, hello. How's it going, everyone? What's going on? This is Marcus Kwame, and we are back. We're back with one of our favorite, favorite guests and favorite uh, comic creators. Actually, I say we. It's just me, <laughs> me for this interview, but um, that's okay. It's the it's a, a two two Jamaicans just having a yes. having a little talk. You yeah, know? man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, we're back with, like I mentioned, one of our favorite guests, um, Jerome Walford of Forward Comics. Um, I'm sure most most of you have heard him before on our show or just seen his amazing work. But just in case you've been under a rock, we are going to uh, we're going to shine some light under your rock and uh, and hip you to his uh, really cool Kickstarter campaign. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. But first and foremost, how are you doing tonight, Jerome? Well, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I've um, been uh, kind of stored away here, just working away, cranking away at some uh, new material. And, uh, you know, thanks for the encouragement, man, to just kind of, you know, just uh, crawl out from under my rock. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm I'm an artist, so I get it. You know, we, sure. all, we all go under our rocks, you know, but, but we all also need you know, our people to, to, to shine a light on us, you know, and you, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gassing you up. I really, really genuinely like dig what you're doing. Every time you post something new, um, you know, I just, I just love the updates and, uh, and I really enjoyed the, uh, the preview that you sent us. So, um, yeah, man, like let's, uh, let's, 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 let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Um, dude, I'd love to hear what you think, you know, uh, because, uh, yeah, a very, very small selection of people, got to see a like a 20 page uh, preview of the upcoming book for the no romance series so yeah i would love to, to hear what you think oh yeah i i first of all i love it um it definitely it, it piques my interest about the direction uh that things are going in for jack and uh and the, your artwork is just uh like i just feel like every time i see you, you um you know draw something new that you're just taking it to another level so i can see the all the work and the care that's going into it um i love what you're doing with just uh with with shadow and lighting in particular like um that's a that's a thing that i really dig so yeah it's it's top notch um but can you just tell us um you know for 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 the uninitiated just uh give <laughs> them a real quick uh introduction to what nowhere man is about 
Yeah, sure. So Nowhere Man is a limited series, a limited graphic novel series that follows Jack McGuire, who at this point in the story is a detective with the NYPD. And uh, through a series of really strange events, he gains these really unnatural powers through technology from the future. And we have about um, six books published already in the series, about uh, 40 to 50 pages each. And if you sort of think about your favorite cop drama mixed with a little bit of uh, sci-fi thriller, that's essentially what we get with the story. You get some really great action that comes through the technology and through looking at using that technology in our modern day. But it's really, at its heart, a, a cop drama about this cop trying to do right by his uh, father who passed away. And uh, he's kind of caught between these two paths. He can either follow in his father's footsteps to become a cop and to try to do right by the city, or he could essentially be launched into becoming the very first superhero of our time. That's that's really cool. And that's also just a, uh, I, I, that's a, a great pitch. You know, I, I think that um, it, it's having seen the series, you know what I mean? And having, having read uh, the books that come before this, I like that, you know, you're kind of jumping us in. And like you mentioned, he could become the first superhero, but we're not necessarily jumping into a big crowded superhero universe. So right, it's... exactly. So like in this particular uh, story, um, there are no superpowers. There are no, um, you know, heroes kind of flying around and doing stuff. You know, it's it's basically like you're, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, the way you kind of think about life the way it is right now mm. is such a way it is. You know, there there's technology out there, but it's not quite advanced. And in some ways, actually, the story is somewhat of a um, historical fiction because some of the, the some of the events that happen in the story are actually real events, right? So 9-11 is a really big uh, central point in the story. The the blackout that happened in New York, you know, uh, not that long ago is actually a real, real event, but that also happened in the story too. So we kind of pull in these things that helps to give you a feeling that this is kind of like your, kind of like your average universe. But then, of course, because of Jack's technology and what he has and what he's able to do, he is now set up to become you know, what could be the very first real-life superhero? And the question is, what is he going to do with that? Is he going to use it for that purpose, or is he going to try to do something else that's probably a little bit uh, more risky? Cool, cool. And, um, yeah, you, you referenced, like, the, the real-life events. And, um, you know, I mean, I hope I'm not giving away too much, but I think there's, you know, early in the story, uh, you, you basically give us an insight into uh, Jack's memories and and you know and of 9-11 and and people you know that were that were lost there and like i love how you represent that artistically yeah thanks um you know i, I think for me that's where the story kind of really clicked you know for uh a number of years before i actually began to publish it i actually was working on trying to figure out the arc for the story mm had a good sense of the character and uh, you know it's funny a lot of people ask me is is jack a reflection of you and i'm like no it's not <laughs> but it's a, it's a good question because it kind of helps me to kind of think through what i'm trying to do with the character you know he's a very different kind of personality and um you know trying to understand his point of view has been kind of tricky because you know of course he's fictional 
but at the same time, I want to make him as as real as possible, right? So I think being able to understand his perspective on particular events that happened, like the, like 9/11 or uh, other other really important uh, historical events, kind of gives me a, a window into how how he kind of operates as a person, and that helped me to write a, a much more sincere, a much more well-rounded story uh, about this guy who's trying to do the right thing. Right, right. So would you say um, that, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying, that like Jack isn't specifically a representation of yourself, but I, I definitely believe that like a lot of times there's, there even if a character isn't us specifically, there's a little bit of overlap. Would you say, would you say there's any ways in which you kind of relate to a part of, of who Jack is or like a part of who he is rep- reflects you or do you feel like totally, totally the opposite of Jack? I think that's a that's a great point, because one of the things I've been thinking about lately, because, you know, this question has come up quite a bit, you know, is that, you know, yeah, Jack is not me, but I've learned so much from him as a as a character. Mm. You know, he's just kind of this really bold um, guy. You know, he knows what he wants to do. He knows what he believes is right. You may not necessarily agree with him, but he has a very distinct, very strong point of view. And, you know, no matter what, he is going to. He's going to try to make it happen. Right. And I think that kind of grit is a, a really important quality. And, and you know, to, to some degree, I kind of I kind of feel envious of that, actually. So <laughs> I'm trying to think, how can I be a little bit more like him in my real life? Um, so, yeah, there's a little bit of overlap. And I really do a, a kind of appreciate that characteristic of being saying, you know, hey, you know, this is what. This is what needs to happen. We're going to make it happen no matter what. And I've been trying to apply that grit too, mm. um, because you know I'm, I'm much more of like a recluse and I'm much more of an introvert. So I, I prefer to spend more time just drawing and just kind of just working on the, the, the material. And I have to be much more, you know, as a, as a publisher and as, as a creator, I have to sort of be more out there now, right? I have to like talk right. to people. <laughs> I, don't I have to go to shows and I have, I have to show up and I have to be, you know you know, energetic and all that. And, uh, you know, I've been learning how to try to balance that and, and, and bring that into my own life, which I think is a really important skill to have. You know, we may not necessarily be wired that way, but it's a good skill to kind of be able to execute whenever uh, it's needed. And, uh, and yeah, I need a lot of that right now. <laughs> right. Well, you, you know, you are doing just fine because, number one, I mean, like I said, as an artist myself, we all, I, I think first and foremost, when your your skills lend themselves to being a creative, you know, we're not necessarily born business people, but I think it's something, like you said, we find that balance. And I think you're doing it. You, um, you know, you, you have your, your own, you're a publisher, you got your company, and you're, you've put out numerous works you know so i i think that uh the glass is definitely more than half full you know and i even think that in respect to what you're talking about as far as like you know the overlap and um finding that that part of jack and his his grit and everything that um you know that i think that is a part of you right because you you visualized it i think it it came from somewhere and so i think it's just a matter of of tapping into all of that um but yeah like as of this recording i know you are 
you are a good ways, um, you know, towards your goal. Uh, but I definitely, you know, with the help of the good people listening, uh, I think you're going to definitely exceed it. You know what I mean? Because we want to get you to your stretch goals. So, um, but on the subject of stretch goals, can you tell tell everyone about, um, first of all, like what type of rewards they can expect with this campaign when they back you? Um, and then like also what the stretch goals would be. Sure. So this campaign is set up so that uh, people who are getting introduced to the Nowhere Man series for the first time can sort of just get the whole package, right? So they can get everything from the very first trade up until the most recent one that we're completing right now. So they can get from one through number seven. Number seven is just about ready to go. I want to spend a little more time polishing it. So I'm giving myself until the end of the year to get book number seven done. So... Uh, book number seven essentially starts out volume three, right? So it's the first book in the third volume, and it gives a really well-rounded picture of not just Jack, but also some of the other really central characters in the story. So you get to see a lot more about Karis, who's kind of this really uh, enigmatic character from the future. You get to learn a little bit more about uh, Rose Yancey, who's Jack's love interest and why she's such a really important part of the story. Um, so yeah, this campaign is set up so that you can get the entire set, you know, all seven books together. Mm. But one of the things I would love to do, um, is essentially to, um, re-edit, uh, volumes one and two and make them into one, uh, book uh, per volume. So you essentially get these volume editions, which we get asked about that at a lot of the shows that I go to, honestly, Right. You know, I go to a lot of shows uh, on the East Coast and we sell out all the time of, of the first few books, you know, books usually one through four or if not the entire set gets sold out at these shows. So it feels really good, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but let's say someone comes on like the last day of the show or the last few hours and they're looking for book number one. They can't find it. Uh, and then we have to do another reprint. So with this campaign, if we hit the stretch goal, I'm going to, uh, again, repolish those uh first three books that make a volume one and then the, the next three books, which make a volume two. So essentially just have, you know, a volume one and a volume two, each book will be roughly 150 pages. So it's going to be really solid. You know, you're going to get a lot of material with that. Um, and then of course you're going to have this next book, which starts out volume, uh, three, you know, it's going to be one book by itself. Uh, volume three is called, uh, Jack, forget me not. Um, which I think kind of sets up the tone for what we think is going to lead us towards the, the, the finale for this particular series. We're looking at maybe um, two or three books in this uh, volume three that are going to just really bring out some really big reveals and just really uh, have a really strong, hopefully really strong emotional impact on the readers. Wow. That sounds that sounds really good. So you um, did, when you started this series, did you kind of have an endpoint in mind, or ha- has it kind of have you worked your way to it as you've gone along? Um, it, it, for me, there is a, a very definitive uh, endpoint, um, and I think you know without trying to give too much away, there are some things that Jack is sort of leading up to mm. um, with uh, each. Um, each of the books, I decided to make sure that he made uh, certain really critical decisions, whether they were very small or they were like really big, that sets him up to be able to be in a position by the very last book to be the kind of character he was meant to be, but then also to make 
a very difficult choice. And, uh, you know, it could be something like very small, like in um, the very first book, he has this phrase where he kept saying that um, I should have told Rose that I did not love her, right? Which is kind of a weird thing to say. Right. Um, and uh, without spoiling it too much, like that kind of gives like a window into his thinking. Because, of course, he's the narrator as well. So he's looking back on these events and he's saying, at that point, I should have said that. Because, you know, it would have caused her to feel a certain way. Um, and that would have made it easier for him to do what he, you know, what he was trying to do. Mm. So, um, you know, it could be something like that or it could be something really big. Like, you know, deciding that he was going to take this entire mission on his shoulders because uh, of certain events that, uh, that came about roughly around volume two. He now realized he was basically on his own and he had to just basically do whatever it took to, to uh, you know, to avert you know, the events that are about to unfold. So, you know, I think with those um, events happening and with those choices happening, by the time it gets to uh, what I feel will be the end of the series, um, you know, he's in a position where um, he's made some bad choices, made some good choices, but he's just now got to just kind of follow through with it. And, uh, you know, I'm really hoping that it's going to be something that people are going to just really embrace you know, they're going to sort of feel like it's really sincere and that this is the character you want to see. This is the kind of hero you would want. If this was going to be your very first superhero, this would be the guy, you know? Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And I, I definitely second that. And I think that, uh, you know, we've it's been a kind of um, recurring theme on the show. You know, we've talked about the idea of of heroes and their flaws and the, the things that, um you know, make them who they are and the journey of the hero, you know, and I think like what you've done with Jack, you know, just up until the part that we've read so far, um I think, you know, you have really taken us on a journey with him. And I, I, I just I, I like what you're doing with it. And I think it's, uh you know, I'm looking forward to seeing where you go. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. And like you were saying with the art, I try to make sure that each book that I do, you know, is the best I can do, you know? So sometimes I look back at the early books, I'm like, yeah, they're pretty good, but they're kind of rough around the edges, you know? And that, that I, I, looking back now, I think that's okay. It's part of the process of seeing not just the, the character grow and seeing uh, the series, but also seeing myself as an artist, right. feeling a lot more comfortable with my work and really trying to challenge myself to make sure that, you know, each book that comes out is at that point the best I can do and then the next time I do a book, it's going to be, you know, hope, hopefully even, even better. And uh, I think that's something that uh, a lot of the fans have appreciated. You know, they said that over the years, they're like, yeah, Jerome, I can see you're getting better. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that's what it's about. It's like, you know, art is, it, it, it should be a process, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think um, anyone should come in and be like, oh, I got this all worked out, you know? So I think that, that push that you that I see in your work, you know, where you continually growing is is what everyone should aspire to. Thanks. Yeah. So I, uh, Jerome, I think you know that's it. Like we, uh, the the crew and I, were definitely going to be to be pushing this book. Um, and I think that the people, you know, once they they go check it out, you know, look it up online. Nowhere, just uh, search for Nowhere Man on Kickstarter, and you'll find it. But I think once you check it out, you will definitely want to back this book too. And we're gonna we're gonna get you to your goal. Thank you, I appreciate that. So yeah, that's Nowhere Man Volume Three. It's on Kickstarter right now, and we've got 
we got a few more days left, so you know we're gonna try to you know finish strong. Black comics, Black chat. comics chat.